What is up, everybody? This is the Vulgarity Podcast. I am your host, Roger Stevens, and I did get a battery hookup, so I'm plugged in directly to the wall, so we won't have any issues today. But we got a lot to get to, which I said last time, and then I froze. So I bet I I made sure that I made pretty decent notes this time. But we're gonna kick off with the death of a country legend that happened earlier this week. A lot of people were sad. A lot of people were mad. I didn't really care. But um, you'd be living under a rock if you didn't know who Toby Keith was. Government propaganda machine, Toby Keith. For those of you that either hate country music or were born after 2010, Toby Keith is the father of the patriot music in the post of 9-11 hellscape the world has ever seen in post 9-11 foreign policy. Um, he definitely brought up recruitment numbers for sure with his hit song. I'm kind of going all over the place, but his hit song was courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. And uh, he was more or less the milk of the Got Milk commercials for the U.S. military in regards to recruitment and morale and, hey, you know, uh, we're doing all the good things. We're the good guys, you know. They destroyed two of our towers, so we're going to go fuck them up. And that's that's what the song was, essentially. Um, he wrote it in 20 minutes, and it served as a singer's response to 9-11. Basically, the song is an anthem describing how we should fuck up the entire Middle East to avenge for 9-11. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be missed. He died peacefully like a fucking American patriot would. You know what I'm saying, brother? He went out on top. He was uh, still torn all the way until the uh, the last, the last of it. <sighs> Lost a couple great country singers past couple years. Jimmy Buffett and Toby Keith, both of very obvious cancers. Jimmy Buffett died of skin cancer. Um, basically, lifestyle cancers, honestly. Because Jimmy Buffett was always on a beach, so nobody was shocked when they found out he had skin cancer. And Toby Keith died of stomach cancer, which was probably because he couldn't control his drinking. But, I digress. In close relation to 9-11... Uh, let's talk about the budget spending. In the years after September 2001, military spending had drastically gone up. In 2015, it was 800 billion. And when I say government, I may when I say military spending, there's two uh, there's two legs to the table with military spending. One is military budget, and then the other is veterans. That's all it says in the budget. So veterans, I would assume, would be the VA, benefits, pensions, whatever. And that's, you know, just to put that in perspective. If the bill, if the, if it's eight hundred billion, about two hundred of that goes to the veterans. The rest goes to missiles, current troops, bases, vehicles. You know. The, the whole thing. Losing money, that's a big portion of it. Losing money. The Pentagon loses 
several billion a year. They just they just can't account for it. And a lot of that during wartime also, might I add, excuse me, is private contractors, food. And the military does not care about where the money is going. There was a huge uh, ordeal in regards to contractors basically naming their price and the government just releasing billions of dollars. War is very profitable. So that's why a lot of people were upset that we pulled out of Afghanistan. Not because we left a bunch of shitty equipment there, but because now they can't profit off of war. So 2015, it was $800 billion. It was $600 billion in military, $200 billion in veterans. Now that $200 billion hasn't gone up. Because now we're looking at the latest figures of 2023, $1 trillion in military spending. Now if we're doing the math here, it's over $1 trillion. Uh, if we're doing the math here, you're looking at now it's close to nine. It's about nine, between eight and nine hundred billion for military operations, and still two hundred billion for veterans. So that number doesn't really change much. I mean, 2015 to now, that's what uh, ten years. So, or well, that was 2023. We're in 2025 or four, right? 2024. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's that's a that's a pretty big amount of time, especially when you look at how the economy has fluctuated since 2015, um excluding COVID of course, but I mean the price of milk back in 2015 compared to the price of milk in 2023, huge huge difference. But anyways, this spending trend in our budget has caused us to outspend the top 10 of the countries behind us combined. And what I mean by that, and I don't think this is a new revelation at all. I think we've been doing this for a lot, for a long time. Cause America, you know, we're on top of everything, spending, killing, you know, crime, shooting, school shootings, apparent, uh, especially school shootings. We lead the world in school shootings and gun violence, but uh, China, Russia, India, etc., have all spent less combined than we have every single year. That's how that goes. And recent concerns have surfaced about uh, what and how the government spends our money. And uh, again, I don't think that's recently. I think that's always been brought up. Is you know we get taxed and then they they keep borrowing money, printing money, and all this. Where is it going? And people have concerns about them being um, transparent with the budgets and where all the spending goes. But uh, I'm here to tell you that regardless of party alliances, the government will continue to overspend and lose money in the craziest ways they can. You know why? Because paper. 1970s. The uh, the U.S. currency was taken off the gold standard, which made money uh, very useless. So when you're paying for something, you're paying with a dollar. A dollar is just paper. It used to it used to mean that you know your dollar is backed by gold, but no no longer. Money is made from paper, so that any time the government needs to increase the budget or get into a pinch, they will just 
print that shit. And what happens when more money prints? I'm hearing an echo. <clears throat> I don't know if that's just me. But, 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 sorry. Hold on a second. Having some technical difficulties again. Don't let this thing be doing that. And I don't ever cut things out of the show because this is live, as you know. Um, so what happens when something floods the market? You know, it's not worth as much. That's if Adidas had flooded the market with Yeezys or, you know, any other special edition. If they flooded the market, that product would not be as desirable. So that is what happens when we when you hear about the government um, debt ceiling rising. That's us continually printing money. So that's. That's what causes the majority of inflation. We are probably closer to 10 to 12% inflation currently because of the way our government spends money. They are at always a deficit. And what that means is the taxes that they bring in from the people, mostly grunt workers, you know, everyday Americans, middle class, is, what was the figure? Uh, I, I wasn't going to include this, but well, just just for just for instance, what a deficit means is that your bills, say your bills are forty five hundred a month, but you only bring in thirty five hundred. You have to borrow for the other thousand. That's what that means, and that's what the government does. Now, I don't have time. That's a whole another podcast about the the way things get spent and. And the way they have it, it's crazy. If you watch a documentary on how the government budgets money, it's it's insane. It's insane. No no other person or country should ever budget their money the way that the U.S. does. But and anyways, and this is why you're seeing a larger and larger increase of spending at the grocery store. You're not buying or eating more. Uh, you're actually buying less for more of the same. More or less of the same. Let me explain what I mean. Companies will go to great lengths to increase profit despite the drop in economy. How do they do this? There's a couple ways that these companies can do this. And if you work for any of these companies, you already know. One is decreased portion, increased price. That's basically the box of cereal that you bought five years ago is actually smaller now but costs more. And cutting labor force by combining jobs. So uh, let's use big bad Walmart. Walmart is a staple of criticism in regards to how they run their business. Most of their employees also benefit by social programs. So we, the people, are paying for their health care and health insurance and whatever. Um, They cut the cashiers. Now they have self-checkouts or... If you're a stock boy, you're stocking more shelves per night. That's your quota. That's how you cut jobs. So when people say that they can't find a job, it's because they're not hiring. These companies, they we, they don't want to hire anybody. They want to keep... Sorry. 
they want to keep their labor force down so that they don't have to pay as much. So what they did was when they demanded, when people demanded, hey, we need a living, living wage, these companies was like, oh, okay, so we'll give you $15 an hour, but now instead of doing one job, you're going to be doing two jobs. So you'll see a lot of that right now. Cutting products that few buy. So if you start seeing products that you used to buy, but, you know, weren't uh, weren't top sellers, they're going to get rid of those because it's all about narrowing the, the budget so that they can still maintain profitability for their shareholders. And uh, not running real sales. And the example of that is Target and Costco on Black Friday. A lot of people on TikTok were showing that they just changed the style of the label to Black Friday, but it was the same price. And I call that sugar pill sales. You know, everybody knows what a sugar pill is. It's it's like if um, somebody gives you a sugar pill and tells you the effects that this is going to have, that your brain's going to trick your body into thinking that it's working. And basically, that is what... Uh, that's what they're doing with these sales, basically making the consumer think that they are getting a deal, but in reality, they're paying normal price. The classic version of this marketing scheme that they used to do all the time was increase price three months prior to the sale and then return price back to normal during a promotional week or time period. That is, that's a classic thing. They've been doing that for years, but I guess they're just getting lazy. You know, they're just going to, Instead of doing all that, changing the price, they're not going to even change the price. They're just going to change the decal. And uh, I'm saying all this because there's been a giant move in migration towards more of renewable living in regards to thrift stores. A lot of people are going to thrift stores and secondhand stores to buy their clothes and products. And the reason for that is inflation, you know, if... In your budget, I mean, the problem really is inflation is not bad in itself, but your wages are not being inflated. A lot of the time is being deflated. So that's why we're having struggles right now is because the wages have never kept up with inflation in this country. If minimum wage would have kept up with inflation in this country, it would be 22 to $23 an hour. Let that sink in because hardly any retail or hospitality jobs pay that much right now. So talk about the thrift store a little bit. Thrift threat. Um, I was in a thrift store recently like anyone these days. Not a thrift boutique either. Like a real dusty, musty McDonald's glasses and old golf balls kind of thrift store. Not a thrift store in New York City. Uh, like a thrift store in middle America. You know, sell a bunch of shit that you like knickknacks and, you know, people's loved ones die or whatever. And they run sticker color deals on a rotation week to week. And me and my wife, mostly my wife, like to spend hours in the store for the reason of cheapness. That you can walk out with multiple bags of shit for under $100 and use them, you know, clothes and stuff. You're able to find a good deal on these items. Um, there is only three places left in the United States that you can get that kind of deal or transaction. The dollar store, the thrift store, 
or the fucking dumpster. That is the only place. Or, you know, some people might, oh, the Five Below store. I don't know what you're buying there. I mean, they really just sell candy and fucking drinks and shit. Why the fuck? Whatever. Five Below is basically like a dollar store anyway, so fucking bite me. (sighs) Marshalls. Okay, well, those all those stores I'm grouping into the same thing. Okay, don't ruin it. Um, so now thrift stores of all places are starting to raise their prices despite paying minimum wage and inventory for free. <laughs> That's the best thing, and they're not even coming out about it. I don't know if Goodwill has put out a press release saying, "Hey, we got to increase our price because of inflation." But that's the one place that should not be inflated because, one, you weren't paying your workers a livable wage before and you didn't give them a raise. And, two, all your inventory is free. So that doesn't make any sense to me. I believe in thrift shops and the reuse of clothes and products instead of always buying more. But there is a catch-22 to that because the more you buy reusable, the more you reuse or buy secondhand, the less you buy brand new, which could hurt the working force of the people that work at those companies that produce brand new things. But this responsibility falls on the company. The company should reuse their own products. They should take back or buy back their own products and reuse them and sell them at a cheaper rate. But I see uh, recycled products all the time, but they always cost more. Like, you know, you'll see... Um, the fuck is that store called free human? So I always thought it was a weird name. You know, all their, they, they tote that all their, uh, clothes are completely recycled or, or they started a recycled brand where it's all made of water bottles, but the shit is still more than non recycled material because it costs more energy to recycle this stuff. My best example personally I needed printer paper and I'm a very efficient I'm a very efficient shopper but what I mean by efficient is not cost efficient but just driving to one store buying one thing and leaving God now I'm burping all over Um but anyways so I went straight to Staples uh instead of going to Walmart cuz well, fuck Walmart and I uh, started to pick out some paper. I, I don't really shop for printer paper very often. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys can concur with that because who the fuck shops for printer paper? But I was in Staples and uh, was going down the aisle, and man, I was like, man, this fucking paper is expensive as shit. You know, I didn't think paper was that expensive, but the last time I shopped for paper, I was probably like 10 years old. So uh, I picked up. What I thought was the cheapest, which was a recycled, I was like, oh, recycled. Yeah, it's got to be cheaper, you know, because it was right next to the premium paper, which I think they do on purpose to get to sell the recycled shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I go in, pick up the recycled, $12 a case, which is just a sleeve, not a box. And uh, so I pick up three of them, go to the cash register, and there's a stack of $7 uh, a pack paper. I'm like, well, why the fuck am I buying this recycled shit? I want to just get the cheap paper, you know, like that's the problem these days is that, you know, 
you try to try to do a good thing, but these companies they make it so hard because then they jack the prices up, you know. So I said, "Fuck that, fuck the recycle," and I bought the cheaper paper, like a fucking American. Because at the end of the day, it's all about what you can afford. Which newsflash isn't your fucking fault either. Don't let anybody fucking tell you that if you're working forty some hours or forty plus hours a week. And you're bringing home a paycheck, it's not your fucking fault. I don't care where you work. It's not your fault. I don't care if you do DoorDash. I don't care if you do Uber. I don't care if you work at McDonald's. It's not your fault. You're still doing a job. And the generation before us said, you do a fucking job and you work 40 hours a week, you will have enough money to get by. But we're still struggling to buy the fucking basic essentials. You know it's bad when you can't afford fucking toilet paper. You know, if you work a full time job, it's not your fault. That's a key sign of your government failing you. And if anybody else tries to tell you that, tell you differently, they're a fucking cunt. And probably I'm going to just make an assumption that they vote on their own demise. And for those of you that have watched my previous podcast, you know what the fuck I mean. Ugh. That was a long one. Oh, and that take me. Fucking 21 minutes talking about fucking finance. (laughs) And it all started with fucking Toby Keith. (laughs) Uh, But let's move on to something better. Football. This is being recorded on Monday the 12th. So... I stayed up super late last night to watch the overtime of the Kansas City Chiefs versus the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers, and I did have money on it. That's the only reason why I stayed up. Most of you probably watched the Super Bowl, but maybe like me that I've never – I don't get into football. My mother ruined that for me because she's – you would think she's betting the house every fucking game. But – I don't get too into it. I don't have enough time to do. I don't have enough time to sit down and watch three or four fucking football games on a Sunday. You know, I'm not I'm not a fucking alcoholic. So, once a year I watch one football game and most of you might be like that. So, Super Bowl 58 um some hot takes here. I was very depressed cuz I had money on it, like I said. I lost. But that was my fault. Uh should have pulled out. But I would have just been mad at myself if I pulled out and they actually pulled it off. But a very stressful game, uh, nonetheless. And if you don't know, spoiler alert, the Kansas City Chiefs did carry the 49ers in overtime, 25-22. And it was one hell of a game. They played like shit the first half. And then they started to bring it back in the second half. And they, they let the fucking 49ers slip behind and fucking got them. Uh, the halftime show, uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. It's complete garbage. I am an actual fan. I'm a fan of Usher and of Alicia Keys, but that shit was fucking garbage. Let me get closer to the mic and tell you in your ear, that shit was garbage. Let me turn this down a little bit. I feel like I'm a little too loud. Hold, please. Okay, that's probably better. Um... No, but that shit was fucking garbage, dude. You cannot tell me otherwise. There's a lot of dick riders on the internet saying, oh, it was the best I've ever seen. Have you never seen a Super Bowl halftime show? I mean, we had Katy Perry. 
We had fucking Rihanna. We had who else? We have The Weeknd. We had Shakira. I mean, all those shows were fucking awesome. And then Usher gets on there and does that shit with Ludacris. I mean, come on now. That shit was not worth watching. I could have ran to Home Depot and got what I needed done. But in any case, so I was happy because I was cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs. Back-to-back Super Bowl champions. A lot of people are pissed off about that, but I'm hoping for a three. Just because of history, you know? (laughs) I've never been to Kansas City. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about their team. I don't care about Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and and everything. I don't give a shit. I just I just like to see I like to see history be made. I like to be there when it's made. So the next Super Bowl, if the Kansas City Chiefs are there, you bet your ass I'm gonna be fucking rooting for them. I don't have a fucking professional football team. And I'm in a very, very professional football team city. And I don't. I don't ride with them. So that's just my thoughts. What else happened this week? Oh, I know, because I wrote it down. Tucker visits Russia. For those of you who don't know who Tucker Carlson is, Tucker Carlson used to be a primetime broadcaster on Fox News before he was fired for saying crazy shit, and it took him him a long time to fire him. And if you didn't know who Tucker Carlson is, you probably don't know who Bill O'Reilly is, who was the past broadcaster that held that spot. And he got fired for doing some sexy stuff. So just all kinds of good stuff going on at Fox News. Um, So the reason for Tucker visiting Russia was very unclear at first. But he went over to kind of juggle between being a propaganda mouthpiece for Putin to American rednecks and trying to justify all that by begging Putin to release um, Evan Gershevich, a Wall Street Journal, um, Wall Street Journal journalist, who has been jailed for over a year now because they caught him red-handed with uh, some classified information. I guess I don't know, but that's about all I give a shit about in regards to uh, Tucker Carlson going to Russia. I really don't care about Tucker Carlson at all. Um. Especially not him going to Russia. That's just something that he did to get himself in the news. Um, very, 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 very slow news cycle this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm drinking a monster, so I'm burping a lot. But uh, breaking news alert. Mexican drug cartels are invading America's last best place. Montana. Montana, Montana, oh, great America. Google things to do in Montana. Bet you it's not that exciting. Uh, it's mainly uh, wildlife and parks. So I understand why the cartels are distributing drugs here because the lack of law enforcement. Now, I would think the lack of customers, but, you know, selling meth and Heroin should be pretty easy to those folks out there in the middle of nowhere. Um, and uh, the only other thing I have is the 
Uh, Biden, let's see. Biden confusing Egypt and Israel. I don't care about that. Uh, Twitter is becoming Reddit. I don't really give a shit about that. Trump denied the immunity. Yeah, so in case you didn't know, I say that a lot because I'm I'm assuming you didn't know. I'm here to I'm here to inform you. My uh loyal audience. Trump has been denied immunity by courts in Washington for inciting the January 6th. So, huh? you don't fucking say. It's interesting. Yeah. That's uh seems like a no-brainer to me. But I I need you guys do me a favor real quick. I need you to settle an argument here. So, <laughs> see, I set up for clips like this with the title of this podcast. You got to see this shit coming. You know, this this isn't a church show. This isn't a broadcast from church, okay? You got to understand that. So don't get on here and get all surprised that I say this shit. You know, it seems like I'm ending every podcast by saying something about cum. But anyways, I had this argument where somebody said that, oh, what's wrong with drinking your own cum? You know, it's coming from you. I was like, well, well, I just think that's fucking super gay. You know, I wouldn't eat my own shit or drink my own piss. So why the fuck would I swallow my own jizz? That's something that uh, I feel like shouldn't be done. I don't think you should... I mean, I'm not an advocate for anybody to swallow jizz. I don't think that's something that anybody should do. It's very uh, dehuman, uh, what do you call it, dehumanizing to drink somebody's squirt juice or baby gravy. Not to get too explicit here, you know, this could be somewhat of a family show, I guess. I hardly ever curse, you know, besides when I fucking do. But just want to get your thoughts. Is it gay or is it not to swallow your own jizz? Something I'm interested in. And I'm hoping to get some uh, hoping to get some people on here because it gets pretty lonely talking to myself all the time. I don't have the thing about doing podcasts by yourself is you, unless you're doing a stream where you have instant people um reacting to the things that you say it's very difficult as you can tell i mean i i'm just in in the fucked up part of this is if i may speak freely is i talk to myself all the time i have conversations with myself all the time i ask myself questions and then call myself a dumbass for asking such a stupid fucking question i have these conversations I don't think that makes you crazy. I think that makes you a genius. Because why talk to somebody else about your crazy fucking idea when you can just talk to yourself and call yourself a fucking idiot? You know? I talk to myself a lot. And for whatever reason, it's just harder to do consistently with a microphone. Like when I'm driving down the road, I could drive for three, four, five hours talking to myself the whole time. You know? In my head, too. It's a fucking skill, dude. If you can talk to yourself in your head, it's not like it's not like I'm hearing voices like ah, oh, kill him, kill him, kill him, strangle him, find someone to kill. No, it's not anything like that. So fuck off. It's 
more just more or less just talking to yourself about everyday things. Like if you have a thought, um, I'm trying to pull an example. It's it's always stupid conversations, but um, ah, I think maybe we should do that. Fuck you. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Why would we do that? And then I give supporting evidence on why that's a stupid thing. So I am constantly checking myself and making sure that I'm doing the right thing. I think everybody should do that, you know? I think a lot more, you know, thinking before you talk or talking to yourself before you talk would do the world a lot of good justice, especially especially on Twitter or X. Um, that's just where I stand, you know? Speaking freely. That's I, I have conversations. I have arguments. I scream at myself. Sometimes. I don't scream at myself, but... I call myself a dumbass. It's, it's not a. It's kind of a toxic relationship me me and myself have. So I'm not sure if it's really healthy. But as far as I know, I don't need a psychiatrist if I have myself. One more burp for the road. Well, that'll do it here for uh, the Vulgarity Podcast. I spent a lot of time on that monologue. Just so you know, I got at least. I got at least four pages of information to uh, guide me along so that I didn't fuck that up as bad as my last. So thank you all for your patience. If you are actually listening, thank you for your patience with me. I will improve. Things could only get better from here on out. So I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll be back with you next week. Later, bitches.